if there's any part of you this year that is looking to lose weight, you need to listen to this podcast. I am diving into my holistic and unique approach to weight loss that I use with clients and I'm sharing with you some key strategies and key mindset shifts that you need to make if you want to see results that actually last, okay? I hope you're ready. This is a juicy topic. If weight is a triggering topic for you, skip this episode to a future one. Otherwise, let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So this is another one of my greatest hits episodes, and it's one of the most popular ones, probably because it's got the word weight loss in the title. And I'm actually quite pleased about that. I normally shy away from talking or emphasizing weight too much because I just think it's just not as important as our culture is made out to be. I think of it and talk to clients as it's kind of a data point about your health, but it's one of like 25 data points, whereas our culture has made it like the main thing to focus on, which has led to a super toxic relationship with food, dieting culture, yo-yo dieting, and it has such a damaging effect on women. So this episode, I'm talking into why dieting culture doesn't work. I am sharing with you some key strategies and asking you some key questions to help you change your mindset. And then I'm also going to focus on what are the key things to focus on and if you want to lose weight. And these are things you won't be expecting. Honestly, if this isn't a exercise more and <laughs> eat less approach. No, no, no. This is an evidence-based holistic approach that if this year you are wanting to lose weight, if that is a thought in your head, I really want you to listen to this episode first so you can check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> in this process. Because yes, I do work with clients around weight loss, but it really is the byproduct. It's like the fight. It's the fruit of all the other healing work that you do on the body and do on the mindset. And when you get the tree healthy, then you produce awesome fruit and that fruit might be weight loss. Okay. So enjoy this episode. Let me know if you have any questions. Again, if you're really struggling with eating disorders or just accepting your body and your body shape the way it is right now, maybe don't listen to this podcast because accepting your body here and now is so important and weight we have, women have just been so manipulated with this conversation around weight I don't want to add to that but I do have some great strategies that work with my clients that have worked this year with clients that have struggled to lose weight keep weight off this stuff just works okay so enjoy this episode this podcast is sponsored by my very own Flourish Academy. If you are feeling overwhelmed and stuck and a little bit lost at where to begin when it comes to supporting your hormones, your digestion, your energy, and your waistline, the Flourish Academy is for you. It's my four-week program that helps you to beat the bloat, double your energy, balance your hormone, and change your relationship with food in just 28 days. It's a really phenomenal program. Hundreds of women have done it and seen amazing results. You can sign up today and get started whenever you want. It's a self-study online program. And it, in the program, I really put all the key foundations that I talk through and work with with my one-to-one -one clients so that you can see the same phenomenal results that I see with my private practice at a much more affordable rate. So if you want to find out more, go to keziahall.com forward slash flourish, find out all the information and then sign up if it is for you. It's, it's honestly a program that I thought about scrapping and then recently went through it again myself and was like, oh, this is great. I should talk about it more. Hence, having it sponsor the podcast. So if you are stuck, if you want to work with me, but you will need it to be really affordable, keziahall.com forward slash flourish. Maybe one of your kind of goals or hopes is to trim off a couple of pounds or fit into some old jeans, or maybe you actually feel like, you know what, it's not just a couple of pounds, Kezia, I want to lose like three stone, four stone, whatever it is, maybe 
you want to get back to the way you were 10 years ago or before you had a baby or before life blew up, before whatever happened. Uh, And if that's you, this is the episode for you. So I'm talking about this, I'm talking in this episode for everyone who wants to lose weight. And I'm going to do this in two parts. First section we're going to look at quickly is expectations and mindset. And then the next part, this part two is going to be strategy, like house. How can you actually shift some weight? What are some of the best kind of strategies I've seen? I'm working with all sorts of clients from clients who are coming to me eating really healthy, exercising, but cannot seem to shift any weight from other clients who maybe have quite a lot of weight to lose and they're feeling stuck. Um, and actually some of these principles also work with the clients I work with that need to gain weight because they're underweight. So um, I'm going to be sharing with you those two things. And I always feel some sort of resistance whenever recording a podcast or anything, to be honest, that is centered around weight loss. I'm not going to lie. I always, I always feel a bit of a, oh, should I, shouldn't I? I know it's a popular topic. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, people are interested in this. It will get like lots of people will listen to it. Then the other half of me is like, I do not want to contribute to the toxic and damaging dieting weight loss mentality that we live in and grow up in where we as women often get told everything's better if you're slimmer your life will be better if you're thinner you know if you could just lose five more pounds ten more pounds 13 more pounds if you could just keep on getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you disappear then that would be great I I find that mentality that culture so damaging it was has been so damaging for my body for my life for my mind for my sense of self-worth and I see it with my clients all the time it's almost like a lot of my clients not all of them but a good percentage come to me and they are like the train wreck of dieting culture they've been doing diet club after diet club trying all the things the low fat the whole 30s the weight watchers and then they come to me and their metabolism their hormones and their mindset is so screwed up that I, my job is kind of to pick up the pieces and bring a little bit of healing to just their body that is totally freaked out because it's like this person's been like just eating weird on and off for the last like 10 years and it's so damaging and I see it um, with young men and women growing up, how it's impacting them. So that that's the resistance I have. But equally, I know that some people listening really do want to lose weight in order to feel the way they want to feel and maybe help helps in health outcomes. Um, let's be honest, you know, maybe I've had lots of clients that have come to me and actually their mindset is much healthier. They're like, you know what, Kezia, I'm not really bothered about the weight. I've learned to accept myself, but I do have issues in my knees, in my joints. And I know they were better when I was didn't weigh as much. Or I know actually my hip to waist ratio is higher than it should be. And we know from research that does increase certain risks when it comes to diabetes or um, various different things. So I am also aware that's the other half of the conversation. We do know from a lot of research that um, carrying excess weight can increase the risk of various diseases and health problems. Not all the time. It's worth noting that um, there is lots more, a lot of research indicating how obesity and excess weight increases the risk of a lot of things and is actually really inflammatory and really unhelpful for the body. But equally, you can be technically overweight and still really healthy. That's why when you look at this and why what I do as a holistic nutritionist is all of that kind of personalized support. I've had client before who was in the obese category. Her doctor, through working together and with her doctor, we did every test under the sun, cholesterol, all the things, checked out all the relevant markers, inflammatory markers, There was a little bit of imbalance going on with her thyroid, but in terms of all the other markers around her heart, blood pressure, all completely healthy. Her doctor said, you know what, you're just a larger lady, but you are completely healthy. So that also happens as well, which is why all of this comes down to your unique body and what is going on for you. You might be three stone overweight and your body is really thriving and healthy. And it's just more around, I don't know, the aesthetic and you learning to accept your body at its healthy weight. 
And some of you, you might only be like two stone overweight, but you feel it in your knees. You feel like you, maybe you've gone to the doctors, you're, you're pre-diabetic. You know it's affecting your hormones, your fertility, your mood, all of that sort of stuff, which is why this comes down to a personalized approach, which is why the anti kind of dieting weight loss movement can also be really polarizing. And that's not the point. The point of what hopefully this movement is going to do where we ditch this dieting mentality is actually where we learn to focus in and learn about and listen to our body and, and give it what it needs. And if that needs, if your body needs in order for your joints to be better, your blood pressure to be better, your cholesterol to improve or whatever it is, if your body needs to lose weight, then so be it. Let's do that. Let's figure out how to do that. And that's what I'm going to talk about. But if actually it's all in your head and you just think losing weight is going to make you happier, which FYI, it won't, then actually, then we need to look at that from a mindset perspective. Okay. So I, I just want to be honest with you when, when I do these kind of podcasts, I'm always like, oh, I really don't want to feed in to this negative mindset because here's the truth. The first thing before we look at any strategy, anything, any how to is you're worthy as you are right now. If you're overweight, obese, very obese, got health problems, joint issues, if you, whatever it is, before you change anything, you're worthy. You're inherently worthy, no matter what size you are, no matter what dress size you have, no matter what your hip to waist ratio is. You are incredibly worthy, beautiful. And that is the foundation that has to be the foundation of any change you want to bring in this area. If you are trying to create lasting weight loss through self-hatred and self-loathing, you will never get there. I'm just going to put it out there. Or you might get there, but you'll be deeply unhappy. Because the foundation, the way you're bringing it about is through bullying yourself into submission. And you can live your whole life like that. And you do see people that are maintain a slim and slender physique, but they're constantly bullying and criticizing themselves and living under this very tight kind of whip of control. And that is not fun. So it's so important that you know before we talk about any strategy that you realize how worthy you are. And I would say if you, when I say that, you're like, oh, Kezi, you're a load of BS. Move on. Just tell me how. Tell me what not to eat. Tell me. I would encourage you and say the first thing you want to do before you look at any strategy is actually work on that self-love component. And guys, I know. I know it sounds like absolute bullshit. Like, I am not one of these people that came out the womb being like, oh yes, let's all sit and meditate and I'm just going to focus on self-love and self-care. Honestly, there is a huge part of my brain that feels like, guys, I've got stuff to do. I can't be asked to sit around and work on my self-love. Like there is a huge part of me. <laughs> that is how my brain works. I'm quite a pragmatic, practical person. I don't love feeling my feelings. I like to be productive. Um, For those of you that know the Enneagram, I'm a three. I, I like just to get stuff done. But if you want to see lasting change in your health, actually, whether or not it's weight loss related or not, then it needs to come from a place of acceptance. It needs to come from a place where you like yourself and you're doing this in as a way to honor and respect your body, not punish it. It needs to come from that foundation if you want to see lasting results. And one of the many problems with dieting culture and dieting mentality is that it doesn't it doesn't come from that place. And so there's always a level of rebellion. You'll do something for a couple of weeks, couple of months, do really well on track, on the plan, and then you blow it up because it's not coming. It's not rooted. There's only so long that you can bully yourself into submission. There's only so long that your willpower will hold out. There's only so long that you can be self-disciplined. It has, whereas when you come from a place of, I am so worth this, I am worth eating this way. That is a much deeper well of resources, energy, discipline, and self-control. Doing it from the other way of like, oh, I have to do this. I should do this. Oh, I'm so ugly. Oh, I have to lose weight. Oh, I can't believe I failed. Oh, oh, oh. That is a very shallow well of energy to do it from. Whereas in order to lose weight, which will take time and can be hard, but just putting it out there, you need that. You need something to fuel you. And that the best fuel for it is that self-love. Otherwise, it's kind of like putting diesel in a petrol car. You'll go so far, but then everything will go kaput and you'll end up nowhere. Okay, so I just want 
to put that out there. So before we look at part two, which is strategy, where I'm going to talk about some of the best strategies that I see work with clients when it comes to losing weight, let's talk first about your expectations and your mindset. So I know we've just talked a lot about mindset, but bear with me. I know some of you are just like chomping at the bit, like just tell me what to eat, guess here. Take a deep breath. This is as equally important as a food you put in your mouth, okay? So first of all, I want you to ask yourself, you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, Kizzy, I think I do want to lose weight this year. I've been desperate to lose this weight. How much it is six pounds or six stone, whatever it is. Yeah, I really do want to lose this weight. I want you to ask yourself the question of why. And ideally, I want you to get a pen and paper. I want you to answer why. Why do you want to lose weight? Put it down. Write out your answer. So it might be um, because I don't want to buy a whole new wardrobe and I want to fit into my clothes. That's what a recent client told me. I was like, fair enough, good reason. I don't like shopping. I wouldn't want to buy a whole new wardrobe either. Um, So ask yourself why. Then the line below, I want to ask yourself why again. So go underneath that and say, why? Why why don't you want to buy yourself a new wardrobe? Why does that matter? Why don't you want to buy yourself some more clothes? Ask yourself why again. So it might be like, oh, I just don't want to spend the money. I hate going to the shops. It just makes me feel really uncomfortable. Okay. Next line underneath there. I want you to ask yourself why again. Why? Why don't you want to spend money? And why does going to the shop makes make you feel uncomfortable? Oh, I hate the changing rooms. I never feel like anything fits me. I always feel like I'm too old or not cool enough for the shops. I don't know where to shop. I just end up feeling awkward and not knowing what to wear. Okay. So some of it's around feeling awkward, feeling out of place. You don't like it. Okay, line underneath that. I want you to ask yourself why again. Now, this is so important. Asking yourself several whys, writing it down and going through this process helps you to get at the gold because that surface level why of, oh, I don't want to buy a new wardrobe. Yeah, good reason. That makes sense. But if you take it deeper to this final why, it actually might be like, I just, I hate going to the shops. I hate looking in the mirror. I hate standing in the changing room and picking clothes that don't fit and look, make me look old and fat and frumpy. I hate how it makes me feel. And that is why. It's not because you don't want to go and buy some, it's not the surface superficial level of, oh, I don't want to buy new jeans. Oh, I hate shopping. I'm not into commercialism. I'm minimalist, whatever. No, if you actually dig deeper it's because you hate how it makes you feel. You feel exposed, you feel fat, you feel like a failure, you feel frumpy when you go to the shop. Of course you're not going to like, that. that's a good reason, That's that. that is a pain, that is a real issue. So I really encourage you, ask yourself why and ask yourself why four to five times. So write it out in a journal, piece of paper, you can burn this piece of paper when you're done, it doesn't need to be precious, you can write it on a napkin, on a back of an envelope, whatever. Ask yourself why. Why do you want to lose weight? First thing that comes to your head. Then ask yourself why again. Why does that matter? Why is that important? Why is that a problem? Why? Is, why? Keep on asking why until something hits. Meaning until you feel that resonance, that oh gut punch. You know that oh feel it in your heart. You might feel it in your stomach. You might feel some emotion. Because you, you might go, you might get to your fifth why and be like, because I feel like I'm being a shit example to my kids around eating and they're going to grow up with the same body issues, the same food issues that I have. And I feel like such a failure as a mum. That's a big why. That's a deep, that's a, you can hear that. I feel that, that resonance in me. So you're looking to find something that is emotion attached and that is your why. And then from that place, you decide, do I want to do this? It is not because you don't want to go shopping for whatever. It's not because blah, blah, blah. And for some people, when they get to this conclusion, they realize that their why actually has nothing to do with losing weight. So that example I just gave of, um, of being a bad example to your kids and feeling like you show them what a poor body image is and you just feel you know, that whole area, you don't actually need to lose weight to be a better example to your kids. You can change your relationship with food. You can demonstrate 
body love, body acceptance, body positivity. You can demonstrate body diversity through your words. You can demonstrate how to eat healthy through what you eat, through what you cook, through the messaging in your family. You can completely shift that without ever losing weight. And a lot of these things, when you really get down to why, like the example with someone who doesn't want to go shopping, if you really get down to why, they don't like the shop, they don't like how it makes them feel. Yeah, now some of that might be they want to lose weight in order to feel better in their clothes, and that's 100% okay. But some of it might just be they need to upgrade their shopping experience and go and get a personal shopper. So that it's like that they're, they're wearing clothes that make them feel good, and that whole process is transformed and they feel so much better, and they don't need to lose weight because they've addressed the real kind of resistance and why. Does that make sense? So a lot of the time when people are saying, when you say, yeah, because I want to lose weight in 2020, you really, a lot of the time, I'd say a good like 60 or 70% of the time, what you're looking for, the end result that you think you're going to get through losing weight, you can actually get elsewhere. So what, what I mean by that is a lot of people think, well, when I lose weight, I will feel more confident. You might do, but you can actually feel more confident without losing weight. Now, it's not to say you can't lose weight, it's bad to lose weight, that's totally fine. Your weight should be a neutral topic, good nor bad, just is. Um, But it's, you don't need to lose weight to get to that place. Does that make sense? And when analyzing the why behind this desire to lose weight really helps you to see what you really want. And you can make steps to getting what you want before you lose a pound. Do you understand me? So I might get, you know, discover it, uh, that my big why is because I want to feel stronger. you like, you know, for me with losing baby weight, um, which I have done, to be honest, not all that intentionally. Um, but for me, I didn't want to necessarily, I was open to the fact that my body will be forever changed after having a baby and I might um, be a different size, might be a different weight, might take up a bit more space on the planet. You never know. But some of it for me was that I um, really wanted to feel strong after having a baby because I had so many health issues with pregnancy and um, birth injuries and all that stuff. I wanted to feel strong again, really want. But for me, I didn't actually, so I knew this. So I didn't focus on counting, I mean, I never focus on counting calories. That will never be something I tell you to do. Um, I didn't focus on losing weight. I focused on feeling strong because ultimately I wanted to feel strong more than I wanted to be a size 10 or whatever. Like, because I've done this work, I knew my whys. I wanted to feel like myself again. I wanted to feel strong, powerful, like I can move, squat, run, like I have my abs back, like I have some sort of like bum muscles back because you have like mum bum, you know, (laughs) pregnancy, my butt, my glutes disappeared, all my muscle definition disappeared because I couldn't, I wasn't able to be very active in pregnancy due to pain and different health issues. So I wanted to feel strong. So I focused on feeling strong. Now, the byproduct is that my body found its healthy weight post baby, but my focus was on feeling strong. Does that does that make sense? Okay, so part one is your why, and I really encourage you if you do one thing from this podcast, do this: sit down with a bit of scrap of piece of paper or journal, put at the top, "I want to lose how much weight you in your head you want to lose in 2020," and ask yourself why. Write out an answer. First answer: don't think it, don't overthink it. Just write it out. Ask yourself why again. Same thing. Don't overthink it. Just write it out. See what comes up. Then ask it again and again and again. And you might have to ask yourself it more than five times until you hit that point of, oh, okay, this is why. And that is gold. Then you know why and what you really want. Okay. The next thing is... So once you've done that, you've got to look at your expectation and mindset is how are you expecting this is going to come about? So say you've gone, come to the conclusion of why you are like, yep, done my wise Kezia. And yep, some of that stuff, I get what you mean. I can work on some of that stuff now, but I still think for my health issues and my blood pressure, or because I want to train for a judo championship, I need to be a certain weight for the catching. You know, there's lots of very practical, unemotional reasons for losing weight. You're like, no, I just need to lose a stone or whatever. 
Then the next thing I want you to ask is how, what is, what are the, what is the expectation are in your brain of how this is going to happen? So what I tend to find is people never look at this aspect and it really can trip people up because often people come to me and the underlying expectation is there's going to be a magic supplement, a magic diet, a quick fix, a quick pill. There's going to be something that will help them to lose weight, some sort of special exercise or regimen. Something is going to help them and make this possible. So how are you expecting this to happen? Are you expecting a miracle fix? Are you expecting it to be quick? Are you expecting it to be slow? Are you expecting it to be an something, an answer, like, you know, someone else to fix, you know, a dieting club or a program that will fix? How are you expecting this to change? And just, I know that's a hard question. So just journal it out of how, how are you going to do this? So you might be like, oh, well, I thought I'm going to go to a personal trainer again. Okay. Well, why is that? Like, what, what are you expecting to happen then? Or, oh, I just thought I'd go back and join Weight Watchers. Okay, how is that going to help? Just think about the how and just explore your expectations. This is something that people don't do, but it's really helpful to see. Again, journal this out. And the best way to do this is just to kind of write out and don't think about it too much. Just write out all the ways that you'd be like, okay, so how am I going to do this? Well, I'm going to run for this. I'm going to run, do this. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to not eat this. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. And what I'm looking for here is the underlying expectation, not necessarily the practical, I'm going to stop eating bread, but like the underlying expectation. And basically what you want to look at is what, are you expecting this to be a quick fix? And ultimately the question is, are you expecting someone else to fix this for you or something else? Are you expecting a supplement, a tea, a dieting club, a personal trainer, a nutritionist to fix this problem for you? Or are you willing to take responsibility for where you're at right now, wherever that is? And this is a, sounds harsh, but it's very countercultural because we often, the whole element of dieting culture that one of the problems is, is that you surrender almost your power or your, um, your, uh, I suppose power is probably the best word, and you go, okay, right, I'm going to follow this external dieting. Let's just call it the, I don't know, whatever diet. It's called the whatever diet. I'm going to follow, I've read, someone recommended the whatever diet to me. Okay, so I'm going to not necessarily listen to my body and the wisdom in my body. I'm just going to surrender my own innate wisdom, my own intuitive knowing of my own, my body. My I'm going to surrender and ignore the messages my body is giving me and just do this whatever diet, this other thing, this external solution to my problem. And that is going to help fix, that's going to fix this problem, that's going to sort it out. And the problem with that is that we get kind of stuck and it doesn't always work. Yet you do need external structure, you do need help, but ultimately in order for you to kind of lose weight, there needs to be an element of actually taking responsibility for where you're at right now. And that's really hard and it's not fun. And it's also not a blame game. This isn't a beating yourself up. This is just going, okay, here I am right now. This is the desire I have to lose weight. And I'm just going to take responsibility for it. I am responsible this year for this area. I am not going to expect some diet, some pill, some supplement to fix everything for me. I actually kind of need to fix myself. just want to interrupt for a second and give you a heads up. I will be taking on new clients in a couple of months time and I have really limited space. If you know that in 2021 you want to see some phenomenal results in your body, in your mind, in your energy, hormones, digestion, belly, waistline, if you know you're sick of going it alone and you've tried a million things and you just know you need some personalized help, some bespoke support, some functional lab testing to finally deal with those issues that have been plaguing you for maybe tens of years, then make sure you get on my wait list. I'll be 
going to my waitlist first and prioritizing them when it comes to taking on new clients. I don't work with that many people at once because we go really deep. We do a lot of research. It's a really amazing personalized process so that you get the absolute best results. So if you know you want to work with me privately this year, you know you don't want an online program, you know you don't want to join the Flourish Academy, then head over to keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. You'll find out more about how I work with people. There's a really short form to fill in. You fill that in. And as soon as I am accepting new clients, I will get in touch with you and you will have priority space. I would love to work with you. I constantly see the power of getting one-to-one bespoke, tailored support, and it is completely life-changing. So I would love to work with you if you're ready. Again, keziahall.com forward slash waitlist. Otherwise, let's get back to the show. That doesn't mean you don't get help because that's my whole business is I help women with this process, but it's more of a mindset shift of, Okay, I'm going to start with me first instead of reaching out and grasping for all these things that will help fix you. There first needs to be the acknowledgement that you fix you. And then from that place, then you grab, you get, you know, you might hire me and I support you. You might use supplements because supplements can be great. You might follow a specific diet program because we decide actually based on your symptoms, your health history, your goals, this would be a great nutritional structure for you to follow. You might do all those things, but it's about the mindset first of taking that kind of responsibility and ownership. Does that make sense? Which often if you've been caught up in this dieting culture, you don't do that. You just look for answers instead of coming to the position where you go, okay, my body is incredibly wise. It is giving me information 24-7 about what it needs. Okay, I'm going to listen to myself first. I'm going to learn to listen to my body first and give it what it needs instead of hoping that Joe Bloggs over there knows my body and knows what it needs. It's that flipping it around. And I know I know how like cheesy this can sound. Start within yourself. <laughs> but honestly, from a practical, I'm a results-oriented person. I'm a goal-oriented person. This is how you get to those results. And I know it's not what you want to hear. And I know you'd rather just me tell you, follow, everyone should follow the paleo diet because that will fix everything. But that's not true because it depends on what your body needs. Okay. And that is your job here on planet earth is to, to accept and then maybe like, and then maybe love and understand your body so you can give it what it needs so that you can work as a team instead of you being like, I can't believe I'm so fat, I hate my body, and you're kind of at war with yourself. It's more of a union. There's more of a kind of, um, I suppose like a resonance or a oneness there because you are all one being. Okay, sorry, this is getting very, I feel like this is getting very, what's the word? Ephemeral? ephemeral? No, it's maybe not the right word. But it's so important, guys. And often what people do with dieting culture is this. These two things I've talked about is hard work. They don't want to do it. They bypass it. They look for the quick results. And then they just get stuck in that loop of, now I don't want to do the hard stuff. I don't want to look at why. I don't want to look at emotions. I don't want to look at how. I don't want to look at my expectations. So I'm just going to join this hamster wheel of dieting of, woohoo, success for six weeks. Oh, crash and burn, binge, feel terrible. Join another diet. Woohoo, success. Oh, crash, burn, binge. Trying to, and that's the cycle most people aren't, which is really damaging to your body on a cellular level. Yo-yo dieting is really problematic for your body on a cellular level. I'm just putting it out there. If you have spent years yo-yo dieting, you will need to spend a period of time of intentionally healing that. My, my guess would be everyone's body is different, but I've seen it time and time again with clients. Okay, so that's part one. I hope you don't hate me. But I'm good. I I will I will always be honest with you guys. I'm not. I I don't want to BS you throughout this whole process. Okay. So number two is strategy. My coffee has gone cold, but I actually really like cold coffee. You know when you make a hot cup of coffee, I sometimes deliberately leave like half a cup to go cold. Is that just me? I'm a bit like oh, it's a lazy iced coffee because I live in Scotland and it's. <laughs> iced by just leaving it out. Anyway, okay, that's part one. Expectation, mindset. If you have any struggles, issues, if I trigger anything in you, get in touch. 
either in Instagram or uh, Facebook, Supernaturally Healthy, or search Kezia Hall. Message me, DM me, leave a comment. I'd really love to hear from you guys, okay? Uh, okay, part two, the strategy. Okay, so we've done a bit of the mindset stuff. We've gotten prepared. We're kind of aware of our expectations, of our why, what we're really wanting. And maybe we're actually realized through figuring out our why, we're like, oh, actually, there's loads I can do now. So, you know, you've realized the broader scope of how you can achieve the way you want to feel without necessarily losing a pound. But maybe you've come to this and you're like, Kezia, I know I'm not my healthiest self. I know this weight is not serving me best. And, you know, there is that innate intuitive knowing where you just know, no, this isn't helping. So how do we do it? So when it comes to weight loss, the first thing, the first strategy, um, which might be really obvious, and it is pretty simple, is you need to find the perfect diet for your body. Pretty simple. I mean, it, it, it is actually, it is actually quite simple. You need to find the perfect diet for your body. So this isn't, that isn't the Slimming World diet or the Weight Watch diet or the Paleo diet or the vegan diet, or maybe even the vegetarian diet. Although I know with vegan and vegetarian, there is more moral and ethical implications that might bypass, you know, other aspects or be incorporated. Um, it's not the South Beach diet, slimming fast diet, fasting diet. It's actually the perfect diet for your body. And how we discover that is by learning to listen to your body. So for example, say you come to me and you have yo-yo dieted for a couple of years. You've joined Slimming World on and off and you've tried Weight Watchers on and off and you keep on going back and you keep on not really seeing any progress. And maybe you've got some joint issues. You're maybe three stone overweight you feel bloated all the time, your mood is a little bit off, your kind of toilet habits are a bit crazy, and your your like menstrual and periods feel pretty uncomfortable, quite heavy, and that would be a kind of um, typical client. So what we would want to do, what you want, would want to do if that is you, is in working together, we'd want to figure out, okay, what do all those things mean? Right, so your joints are a bit sore. So there's obviously some inflammation going on there. Maybe you have an arthritis diagnosis, maybe not. Maybe it's just sore and you've just been told it's aging or your weight or whatever. So we know there's some inflammation there, okay? So you feel bloated all the time. Okay, so we know you're not digesting your foods that well. There's inflammation going on there. Maybe you're really constipated. That would tell us again that your digestion, your digestive system is an optimal. There's some sluggishness there. You might not be absorbing all the nutrients that you need in your body. Your mood feels maybe really anxious. You're just worry about a lot of things all the time. That tells us that maybe your neurotransmitters, maybe your progesterone, maybe some other hormones are a little bit out of whack, which is why you feel so on edge. Also might indicate maybe your adrenal health is a bit overrun. You're a bit tired and wired. All of these things, you want to look at all of that, factor those in, and then make a way of eating based on that. So if you're if you're coming to me and your digestion is really poor, we want to give you foods that help aid your digestion. So for a lot of clients, that means removing foods that are quite high in lectins, that are difficult to digest, and having a period of time of quite simple, easy to digest foods to, so we can optimize digestion. Maybe also the tiredness is around your thyroid. So then we would want to add in some kind of thyroid loving foods. And we know from research, things like gluten and dairy don't often help thyroid issues. So we might remove them and eat more healthy fats, more veggies, some fruits. You know, it's a, it's a, I would love to say everyone should just follow the whatever diet, the Kezia diet. And there is general principles that I can, I will share with you. But really, if you want to lose weight, you need to find and take the time to discover the perfect diet for you. Now, I have worked with hundreds of thousands of women, and I see, I do see um, patterns that are more universal that I will share with you. But you want to find the perfect diet for your body, and that is not, it is probably not going to be some labeled diet. It's probably going to be a blend of a couple, like for me. I'm st and I'm still discovering this now. I'm still, I'm doing actually some testing and some other things to figure out what works for me. But generally speaking, for me, because I've had so much digestive issues in the past, and thankfully not anymore, things like grains, 
I generally feel better if I'm not eating lots of grains, even gluten-free grains. And I generally feel better without having cow's milk. I'm okay with some goat cheese, goat butter maybe, maybe some goat milk, that kind of thing. So you could say I'm sort of paleo-ish, but I also tolerate some chickpeas and beans if I soak them and sprout them and cook them. So that's not technically paleo, but I actually think I feel all right. And there's lots of great research around beans if you can digest them, which is the mo- most people can't. But I've worked so much on my digestion now. They don't upset me, don't cause bloating, those kinds of things. So can you see, I don't, I, I kind of am paleo-ish, but also eat beans and then also some goat milk and then occasionally we'll eat grains. And I've, it's finding the diet that works for you. But saying that, I'm a holistic nutritionist. I look at the research. I've worked with hundreds of clients, thousands of clients. There is basic principles. So the first with first thing in terms of if you're like, well, Kessie, I have no idea where to begin. First place you want to begin is with sugar. Sugar, excess refined sugar doesn't benefit anyone. It's not going to benefit your weight. It's not going to benefit your health in any way. That I know for sure, no matter where you're at, what health issue you have, your relationship with sugar and the amount of sugar that you eat plays a huge role in your weight loss, your mood, your health. So that's the first thing. If you're like, well, how do I know what the perfect diet is for me? Maybe spend the first couple of months of this year addressing sugar. Just looking at your relationship. So by first start, the best way to do this is start with refined sugar. So remove all refined sugar from your diet and replace them with natural alternatives. So instead of snacking on biscuits, you might snack on fruit and nuts. Instead of having sugar in your coffee or tea, you might put some coconut sugar in your coffee or tea. So you make those switches to more natural alternatives, phase one. Phase two is then to remove for a period of time all sweet things for about seven days-ish. No fruit, no natural sweeteners, no nothing sweet tasting. Just to kick that habit do that and then introduce some natural sweetness and see how you feel. And you'd be surprised by how much of a difference that makes. And if you're looking to lose weight, guys, that might be all you need to do is just deal with your relationship with sugar. Remember alcohol is sugar. You've got refined sugars, natural sugars, fruit, eating excess fruit can sometimes be problematic for people, especially if they have IBS or um, have a history of kind of pre-diabetes perhaps. I can't actually get away with eating a lot of fruit. I just, it doesn't, I don't feel good. Like I I certainly don't feel good if I eat fruit in the morning. Mm -mm. I feel much better if I have things like eggs in the morning. So that's the first thing, deal with sugar. The next thing is um, run an experiment to find your perfect breakfast because the idea of figuring out your perfect diet can be a bit overwhelming because you're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Kessie, how do I do that? So take it in bite-sized chunks, focus on breakfast and run an experiment. I love getting clients to run breakfast experiments. So take about a period of two weeks and you, you are going to run a breakfast experiment. So what you do is for maybe three or four days, you would have whatever your usual breakfast is. So let's say your usual breakfast is porridge. So you'd have that for maybe just a couple of days and see how you feel. Maybe log it down, write out snacks, how hungry you were, how you felt. Then I want you for three or four days to have a different breakfast, something like maybe a smoothie. So you would add some fruit, not too much fruit, but some fruit like a banana, not a banana and an apple and a pear. No, no, no. A serving of fruit with maybe a little bit of spinach, some avocado, some peanut butter or almond butter, some cocoa powder, some almond milk or normal milk, whatever, and have that in the morning. Have that for three or four days. Note down how you feel. When do you get hungry? Do you need a snack at 10 o'clock? How is your afternoon energy? How do you feel? Run an experiment. Three or four days. How do you feel? Do you feel better? Do you feel the same? Do you feel worse? Then after that, I'd like you to switch to a savory breakfast. So for another three or four days, you might have some scrambled, like I had this morning, I had scrambled eggs on, um, scrambled eggs, I was going to say on toast. I did not have toast. I had scrambled eggs with some sauerkraut. And maybe you might have that with some avocado. You might make an omelette. You might have some avocado on toast. Um, but really focus on a more savory breakfast that's heavier on the protein and fat side. So that's more egg-based, that kind of savory fat protein size. Do eat that for breakfast for three or four days. Write some of down of how you feel. And then after those, you know, you could do this in a short period of time. But after 14 days, just feel, just ask yourself, 
Okay, which breakfast did I feel best on? Which one made me less bloated, have more energy, snack less, felt more energized? And there you go. You have discovered your perfect breakfast. And then once you win in that, so say for me when I've done this experiment, I feel better having eggs. I feel better having a savory breakfast. My blood sugars still are not as healthy as they could be. I'm still working on that. So a savory breakfast works really well for me. I can have a smoothie, but I just don't feel as good. It's, and it's not because smoothies are bad. Smoothies are great. I have clients that have a smoothie every day and they feel amazing. Amazing. I have other clients that eat porridge and they add some fat and protein to it and they feel great. They're full to lunchtime. But you've got to figure out what this is for you. Okay, so those are the two things. If you're like, oh, how do I find my perfect diet for weight loss? First of all, deal with the relationship with sugar. Second of all, run some breakfast experiments and see how you feel, okay? Okay, so that's the first how, finding your perfect diet. The next thing in terms of how, you want to look at, you. if if in 2020 you want to lose weight or whatever year you're listening to this, you're like, yep, I really want to lose weight, Kezia. You've got to look, I want you to have a holistic approach. So look at weight loss from a holistic perspective. Meaning if you want to lose weight, what you're saying or what I, how I approach this with clients is losing weight is the result of healing, fixing and optimizing other systems in the body. If you have excess weight, it's probably because there is some imbalance or inflammation going on, some message not getting told, some overeating, some mindset issues, something is out of balance hence you're losing weight. So in order to lose weight, you need to look holistically at every single aspect of your body, not just the calories in and calories out. Honestly, that is just not that helpful. <laughs> so you want to have this holistic approach. So what I mean by this, you might be struggling to, you gained weight and you don't know why. It could be because your thyroid is off and until you support and optimize and um, work with an endocrinologist to fix your thyroid, you're not actually going to lose weight. It might be your digestion's off. You have really bad IBS. What that means, what we know from research, if your gut microbiome has poor bacterial diversity or um, uh, an excess of specific bacterial strains, you are more likely to be obese and you're going to struggle to lose weight. So we want to help fix your gut microbiome. If you can't seem to lose weight and you have um, just been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, then you have an autoimmune condition going on where your immune system is creating antibodies that attack your own flesh and blood. So we need to help support your immune system and your body and tell it that it's safe so that it can lose weight. So it's really important that you have this holistic approach. Lots of people think I want to lose weight. So that's this box over here. And it's got nothing to do with my high blood pressure, my arthritis, my low vitamin D, my IBS, my constipation, my history of an eating disorder, my divorce. It has everything to do with those things because you are one person having one experience here on planet earth. So you are one being and it all plays a role. If you want to lose weight, you need to have that holistic approach. Now, the biggest factors that I found from my kind of clinical experience with clients is thyroid plays a big role. Um, your digestive health. So IBS being able to actually digest your food, that plays a big role in weight. And then uh, levels of like autoimmunity, those kinds of things play um, an important role. And then obviously kind of your mindset and your um, and also your metabolism. If you have a history of yo-yo dieting, there can sometimes be that insulin resistance or issues with your leptin or other kind of metabolic markers that can be um, just needing a little bit of kind of support and um, rebalancing. So have that holistic approach to it. If you, um, it's managing your stress levels, really important for losing weight. Um, you know, it's not just about exercise and eating the right amount of calories. It's also about this broader perspective, getting enough sleep, huge one. If you don't sleep well, you will really struggle to lose weight. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Kesu, I don't sleep well. Actually, what you want to do instead of focusing on losing weight in 2020, you want to focus on getting better sleep and doing what you can to support your sleep because that in turn will affect your weight. So it's this holistic approach, which is why when I'm talking to clients, 
I always will say to them, yeah, 100% you can lose weight. That's fine. Your body can find its ideal healthy weight, whatever that looks like for you. The, but that is uh, that is the byproduct. That is the fruit of you optimizing, healing, and supporting the entire body and system. If you, whereas if you just focus on just losing weight, you'll often miss the point and get really frustrated because you won't see the results that you want to get because you're not actually kind of fixing the problem. Whereas if you can look at the body as a whole and look after your thyroid or maybe optimize your sleep or maybe support your immune system through your whatever diagnosis you have or whatever it is, then actually the fruit of bringing more balance and healing and optimization to the body and to your systems is that you will find a healthy weight. So it's so it's it's kind of topsy-turvy. You want to lose weight, but you actually want to focus on supporting the body and having that holistic balance and health. And the result is that your um, your weight will follow most of the time. Okay, so those are my two strategies. Find the perfect diet for you. And the, if you're like, where do I even begin with that? First of all, deal with sugar. Second of all, experiment and find your perfect breakfast. Those are great places to start. And then the next thing is having a holistic approach to um, to your weight loss. So if you struggle with sleep, address sleep. If you are really stressed and you're not meditating and you're not doing anything for that, deal with that. If you suspect you have a thyroid issue, get tested. If you um, need to go to the doctor because you suspect your iron is low or your vitamin D levels are low, go and get tested. All of those things impact your weight because you are one being and one person. Uh, it's really, really important. So take action. So have a think. So number one, finding your perfect diet, have a look at that, write that maybe out if you've got your journal out still. And number two, with having that holistic approach, just think, okay, okay what are some of the things that could be contributing? Okay, maybe my sleep isn't great. How can I optimize that? Or yeah, I do actually need to go to the doctor. I normally am quite low in iron. So maybe I should go and get that checked. Or I don't think I've ever had my vitamin D checked. Maybe I should check that out. Or Actually, you know, I've been meaning to go to the doctor about my IBS, so I should go maybe and hand in a stool sample. All of those things play a role, okay? So it's that holistic approach. So I hope that has been helpful uh, with those two different things. With Part one was expectation and mindset, and part two was all about strategy. There's, I've got loads more information in terms of strategy and nutrition and all of that sort of stuff, but I really want to lay some of the foundations and let me know how this has made you feel. Any questions that you have around the podcast, I would love to help. That is my goal in this podcast is to provide a free weekly resource that empowers, equips and educates you so that you can feel good and live the freaking life you want to live. Live the way you want. Just get on with loving life instead of worrying about how tired you are or bloated you are or constipated you are or sore you are or all the things that can drag us down and stop us living the life we want to live. That's what this podcast is for. So I'd love to hear from you. Have an amazing day and week. Eat like you love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Know that whatever your weight, whatever your diagnosis, wherever you're at in your health right now, you're worthy and you're loved and you've got this. Sending you lots of love. Bye.